Business owners are cluing into the fact that Bitcoin is here to stay, but its adoption is only about where internet adoption was in the mid-90s. In other words, there's still a ton of upside and opportunity. If you want to learn how other business owners and entrepreneurs are using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses so that you can too, stick around at the end of this episode to hear the trailer for my newest podcast, Business Bitcoinization. And now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the Life as Leadership podcast. Are you looking for motivation and encouragement on your path to becoming a better leader? If so, you've come to the right place. Keep listening to find a community of leaders committed to learning and taking action to improve their world. The Life as Leadership podcast, where leaders gather to grow together. Here's your host, Josh Friedemann. Hey, everyone. I hope you are doing well and that your 2019 came to a good end and that 2020 is off to a great start so far. I'm really excited to be back with you and to share with you some of the great interviews we have in the coming days that are going to continue to encourage you in your leadership. And today is certainly no exception. I really encourage you to pay close attention to what our guest today has to say. She's going to be sharing with us some of her story, and we don't focus on it too much, but it's incredible the adversity that she has overcome to get to where she is today. And in addition to that, she has a lot of great insight on what it looks like to provide a ton of value to people when we're surrounded by a world of marketing and fluff that is not necessarily helping people get to where they they want to go. But without giving too much away, our guest today started her organization called Zero to CEO to provide business strategy for influencers and experts looking to monetize and scale their audience. Her work has been featured on major media outlets such as Forbes, Thrive Global, The Good Men Project, and Business to Community. As a former corporate sales consultant for Fortune 500 companies and major corporations, M helped to grow and scale businesses for the last 10 years in hospitality, finances, entertainment, and e-learning. She's raised millions of dollars in investor funds for the companies that she worked for and personally was able to scale her own companies past multiple six- and seven-figure marks in a record-breaking time. Here is M. Ducharme. M, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. So I like to start off every interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you as a leader and give us some tips that we can put into action immediately. So you ready for these? Yes, I am. What is some lesson, saying, or experience that continues to influence your leadership to this day? The main things that really, really helped me to stay focused and, and believe in myself when I first started uh, and wanted to be seen as a leader One of the things was the books that I read. I was reading books after books after books to really develop all the knowledge that I needed to to be a good leader. And I was also looking at a lot of documentaries of people that have been in the worst situation and still created empires and became leaders. Because I always thought, if someone can do it, why can't I do it myself? So it's always been, for me, it's to be inspired by the people that have done it before and to remember that if they can, I can as well. Use three descriptors to finish this sentence. A leader is? A leader is someone that leaves their ego at the door because ego has no room into leadership. Uh, It's someone that's able to sit at the table with everyone. So once again, it's so related to ego, but... I think someone that's down to hurt is a good leader. 
And a leader is someone who's always working on becoming a better leader because you always have to be a student of life if you want to become a great leader. What is a question that leaders should be asking either themselves or others? Uh, how can I become better today? And what can I let go of to become better as well? Because it's not just about what can you do, but it's also what do you need to let go of? And, and we all have things that we need to let go of in order to become better. And it's the hardest part is to let go of things that we're comfortable with to up level. So I think that those are really good questions. What is a book that you would recommend to leaders? Uh, there's two books that I really like about leadership. The first one is uh, for corporate leadership. So people working in corporate, it's called The Art of People from Dave Kirpin. And the other one is for those that are building personal brands around a story. So that would be The Millionaire Messenger of Brendan Bishop. If you could get every listener to start doing something this week that would help them be a better leader, what would that thing be? I would say if you're consistent with your mindset work, which means that every day you're aligned with yourself and your message and your energy, uh, mostly for me, it's doing journaling and really getting to know me better and always asking myself the important questions is the most important. So someone that's practicing mindset work every day would, would be the better leader every day. And finally, we have our arbitrary but insightful question, which is this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? It's better to ask why not because there's more, I, f I feel like the question solves more problems when you ask why not. So, M, we are here to learn from you today. You have started your own business, Zero to CEO, and I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. And what was it that led you to start that business? Absolutely. Okay, so I started my first business when I was 19 years old. Uh, I invested in a restaurant with other partners. And two weeks in the launch of the restaurant, my mother called me and told me that she had cancer and she was given a few months left to live. Mm. And my mother was living seven hours away from where I was living back then. So I had to make a decision if I wanted to see her and spend time with her and take care of her before she passed. I needed to sell my restaurant that I had worked so hard to build. And that's the only thing that I knew how to do because I come from um, a family that worked in restaurant as waitresses. My mom was a waitress. My dad was working in the back. So it's, it's all I knew. But I still decided to sell my restaurant and went back and started my first digital business because of that, because I was in the middle of the woods. I was living in a village. I was taking care of my mom. I was not able to find a job because I was not going to go work at McDonald's. <laughs> so I decided to launch my first online business uh, in 2012, where I was helping businesses on the internet. And back then, there was nothing on Instagram. Uh, it was only food pictures and bad selfies on Instagram. <laughs> and I was, I was using Instagram to promote businesses and pr promote brands and stuff like that. And I remember I, I was being, I got featured in a newspaper once that said like, oh, she's using uh, social media to promote businesses. Where's the technology going to take us next? And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And now everybody does it. So I feel like I was a pioneer um, in Montreal for that. Anyway, so what led me to Zero to CEO to make a long story short is I did that for so many years. I, I was working online and doing strategy. 
I went back to school to study finance, to do business development for financial industries. Um, I, I, I worked with startups, I worked in corporate, and I was just ready to launch my, my own coaching and consulting firm. And when I first started, I wanted to help people that knew nothing about online businesses, which is why it's called From Zero to CEO. And I wanted them to apply the same principles that I've learned into building businesses that goes publicly traded. So instead of selling empty promises like so many people are doing now, and instead of talking about marketing strategies that are so, so jaded, um, I decided to create a library of content where people can learn about building business with the right foundations, but also with the price tag that goes with when you start your own business. Because a lot of programs out there, it's so expensive and you just started your business. You don't even know if it's going to work. You haven't validated your idea and, and then you have to invest thousands of dollars to learn how to do it. And I wanted to make something different so that people can learn without getting in depth and then they can invest when the time is right to scale their business. So that was my, my big idea behind it. So there are so many questions that come to mind as you have just shared the story. The first thing is it's amazing that you were able to make something great out of what was really difficult and tragic in your life. And that's something that I think is, is a great lesson for young leaders and for people who are starting up businesses. There are difficulties you're going to face, and the question is, how do you respond to them? But one of the things that I'm also curious about is, did you realize when you were working on your business that you were ahead of the game, or was it something that you realized after the fact? To be honest, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just doing what I thought was, was working and what I saw was working. And I was just using, I am an opportunity person and I was just taking every opportunity to be visible for everything. And I just thought like, if I can be visible on here, if, if people follow me here, then I'm going to talk about what I do here because people follow me. So they're going to know about it. And then I might get clients out of it. And, and that really worked out. And now that's the way we do marketing. Now there's, there's completely, the game is completely changed. But when I started, I had no idea. I knew nothing about marketing. I never, I dropped out of high school and all I knew was how to run a restaurant. So I really learned because I was passionate about what I was doing and I was trying everything and I was working so hard. But for me, it was, was kind of an obsession of trying to figure out how to make it work because I had nothing to lose. I had lost everything. So it was all brand new for me, but it was like a mission. I was on a mission. And today you are teaching people how to approach scaling and growing businesses. Who was teaching you back then? Were you learning from someone else or were you just trying and failing and trying again? I pretty much learned everything myself because when I started, there's not a lot of mentorship programs. There is no coaches. Uh, right now, it's so easy. And people that are not hiring help, I'm like, oh, what are you doing? It's so easy now to receive help. It's going to save you so much time if you do it. Uh, but back then, I really learned all by myself. I was reading one book per week. I was doing my, my education by myself, and I was really passionate about it. And even when the books was boring me, even if it was too complicated, even 
uh, if I didn't speak very good English back then, I was still doing it and I was reading it out loud. So I learned at the same time how to pronounce words right. Mm. And I never got it right, but I was still better than I was 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I learned, basically. So you mentioned a second ago that you are an opportunity person. And I like that phrase. I'm wondering what that looks like today because you were an opportunity person back then and that is what helped you to grow your business. How do you keep that edge today? I still I still get a lot of opportunities. I'm a yes person. I say yes to vacations to, to random places. Um, I say yes to visiting weird countries. I say yes to speaking in front of people when uh, I've never done it before. I say yes to going in meetings with people that are way out of my league and sometimes they become my clients and I'm like, Oh, I thought I would become your client. And I I don't know. I just, I, I say yes to everything. I think it's really because I'm a passionate person, but I'm really passionate about living. I want to do everything. I want to taste everything and I want to try everything. And it brings me into situation and opportunities that really helps me grow and become better every day. So a few minutes ago, you mentioned that a lot of people today who are promoting things online have empty promises. I'm wondering, what do you do differently so that what you're providing people is full of value? Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, people sell things for their own benefits, not for their clients' benefit. And I'm going to say people, but it's not everybody that are bad intentioned. But there's a lot of, there's a trend right now. We can't disagree with that, that a lot of people are using shiny objects. That's why my mastermind is called hashtag ditch the shiny objects. Um, I, so they're using shiny objects to get clients to sign up with them because they're promising the moon to them. And then when you purchase the program, because I am, I purchase everything. So if you're my competitor and you're hearing this, I probably bought your course because I want to see what you do and I, I want to understand Uh, the philosophy behind everyone's and how they think. I'm a nerd. I like to study and I like to learn and I like to see how people are doing things. And most of the time I'm so disappointed and I'm like, oh no, that's, that's, that's so little value or that's not working anymore. Why are you continuing to sell that type of product? Because it's stopped working years ago. That's, that's my idea that I had in mind. Like don't fall for the trap of seeing someone with a Lamborghini and a private jet plane that you probably rented $2,000 for one hour for the picture. Mm. Uh, Don't, don't fall into the shiny objects trap. The business mindset that the venture capitals have, are the ones that you need to keep into your business. Like you need to think like a startup, like a venture cap and like a publicly traded companies. All, they all have very strong foundations, but they always renew the strategy and they're always constantly doing market research. So you need to adapt to that same type of models if you want to be able to grow as much as they do and not just make a few dollars for an empty program that you're selling online. So I want to get to your mastermind and hear a little bit more about that in just a second, but you've kind of led to another great topic of conversation, which is what is the difference between a lot of people starting up organizations and a CEO at a public company? And what are some of the the habits and mindsets that people can change to head that CEO direction? Uh, okay. So one of the things that I noticed that people, uh, are lacking is very simple and it's going to sound very like too simple, but they don't feel worth it. 
And until you feel worth it, you're never going to be able to run your business with confidence. You're never going to be able to attract clients and lead people because you don't feel like you're worth it. And you might know that you know everything, that you have all the knowledge and the expertise and the experience, but you don't feel worth it of receiving money for it. You don't feel worth it of building a business around it. And until you feel worth it, you're not going to be able to do it. And a CEO of a big company feels worth it. He knows that his company is worth it. He knows that his teams and, and leadership skills, they're all worth it. That's the reason why nothing can stop those people because they run and they go for what they want and they go get it. And they go get it because they know they're worth it. What does it take to come to the point where you feel worth it? Is it just a matter of saying it or are there, are there things that you need to do to get to that point? Well, first of all, is to recognize that you don't feel worth it because that's kind of killing your ego because we always put on a front and we're always like, Oh, well I'm worth it, but we don't really believe in. And, and your energy just shows it. You can tell me, Oh, I, I'm worth it, but I know you're lying. You're lying to yourself right now. I'm not talking about you, <laughs> but I mean, I mean a lot of people like they try to be that person, but they're not. So first of all is to really kill your ego I don't feel worth it. I don't think it's possible for me. I don't think I can do it. So once you accept that that's your, the reality right now that you have, that's the beliefs that you have, you can decide to change those beliefs. As of now, I feel worth it. And as of now, I will accept money. And I know that my work uh, deserves massive income because I change I change lives. I create an impact because of me. People live longer because of me. People make more money. They're happier. Whatever it is that you do and that you lead in, it's very important to decide that you're worth it and then to practice it every day. Whether you're just going to repeat to yourself, I am worth it every day while you're driving or working out or walking or cleaning or whatever, keep thinking I'm worth it. And so it becomes a part of you. So you just talked about changing lives and creating impact. And I'd like to hear about how you're doing that through your mastermind, because this is a relatively new venture for you, right? Uh, it's not even launched. So <laughs> yes, it is. Right now I'm running the pilot and it's super exciting. But once it's going to be launched, uh, it's going to be it's going to be amazing. I'm super excited for for that for that uh, venture. But it's really because uh, what I learned in the past year with my one-on-one clients that come to me, they have a business, they generate money, they make good money, but they plateaued and they don't know what to do and everything they try and every marketing strategies that marketing Barbie told them to do doesn't work. So what I'm going to do with that mastermind is really rip their business apart and help them build it back with solid foundations and make it scalable because a lot of people are sitting on a lot of money and they don't even know it. And I want to make sure to stop the leaks and to make sure that they're building a business that can scale and that won't plateau at some point and, and just overall change the way they, they look at business and, and make sure that they look at it the way, the way a real business owner would do. Do you think that people get scared when they hear that you're looking to rip apart their business or is that something that people welcome? I think they love it if they're able to get their ego at the door. <laughs> I, think, I think people love to have feedback on their business, especially when they've been trying 
a lot of things that's not working, but you need to be able to accept someone's feedback and not everybody's able to do that. And, and that's really, when I say leave your ego at the door, that's what, if you want to grow, whether it's in your relationship, your business, whatever, like anywhere in your life, if you want to grow, your ego does not have its place because your ego is your worst enemy. This is something that's new for you. How do you plan to over deliver and to get beyond those empty promises and really establish yourself as someone who can provide value? Is that something that you're really focused on or do you have that mentality of providing value in all of your work so you don't need to focus on it when you're starting something new? Everything that I do, like I have a team of six people working with me. So my business is always on track to to going uh, exactly where I want to go. I never release something too soon. I, it took a lot, a lot of time before I felt ready to launch this, but it's been a long time since I've been thinking about it. But I was uh, working with clients. I was getting case studies. I was working on different methods and protocols that I wanted to apply for, for my mastermind. And I wanted to make sure that my my principles and my strategies were working on different type of businesses, not just one, because what, what works with my business might not work with your business. So I wanted to make sure that it could work with a lot of businesses, not just my type of businesses, because I don't want to be a coach that coaches coaches that coaches coaches. And one final thing that I would like to get from you is your insight on how to build relationships, how to network and how to get your message out to a large group of people. It seems like you've done that well through some of your past appearances in media. And I'd love to hear what you would recommend to my listeners to help that happen if it's something that is helpful for them. Definitely. So that's something that um, I actually really like talking about. Building relationship is very important. And I come from a world where I had to build relationship in person. So I was going to a lot of networking events. And when I had my restaurant, if I want my clients to come back and give me a good tip, I need to be really good at, at building relationships with them. And I, I grew, every business that I've ever built grew really, really fast because I'm good at building relationships. Because when someone give, does something for me, I always give back or I give before I get asked for anything. And I'm, I'm just selfless in the way that I do things. And a lot of people, they're unless they see there's something for them immediately, they won't do anything or unless the, the person is at their level, then they're, they're not going to collaborate with that person. But for me, opening a lot of doors and keeping them open has really helped. So when someone messages me, even if I know that person is not a fit to be a client, I still say hi. I'm not too good for people. I'm not too good to respond to comments. I'm not too good to listen to what someone has to say when, when they ask me a question or when they want to collaborate. I cannot say yes to everything, that's for sure. But I still listen to everyone and I give the opportunity of people to work with me, whether it's, it's on different levels, which is what lended me a lot of features in medias, a lot of podcast interviews, and just opening the door without expecting something has always been the key for me. Well, Em, is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with, either that you would like to reiterate or that maybe we haven't had a chance to talk about yet in the interview today? I want people to listen to this and really ask themselves, what do they need to let go of to up-level their lives? Like, what do I need to stop doing or what do I need to start doing in order to become the better version of myself? 
And I want them to ask themselves that question every month because there's always room for improvement, but you cannot become a new person in one day. And for me, that's been one of the biggest thing in my life is to really change my life one habit at a time. And I, I want people to be influenced by that and to start doing that in their lives as well. Em, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Where can people go to learn more about you, your work, and the great resources you provide for people who want to grow their businesses? Uh, they can find me on my website, which is zero ceoco or on Instagram, m.ducharme. All right. Em, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. So the three key takeaways that I want to share with you today are ones that I don't think were necessarily the most prominent from the interview, but I think they're really valuable nonetheless. And the first is this, be a yes person. And the reason that I like this one is because when I was in college, I heard that people always said yes to things and people needed to learn how to say no, especially as freshmen. And so as a freshman, I got really good at saying no to things. Now, That doesn't mean that I said no to everything, but I got really good at saying no to things and not feeling pressured to do things that other people were doing. And that honestly served me really well throughout college and even beyond. But then one day I was having a conversation with my dad a few years out of college and he told me something that I haven't forgotten. And that is don't say no until you know you have to. Or something along those lines. And the idea is not that you're stringing people along until the last minute, but you're always keeping options open because you don't know what opportunities are going to come your way. And if you say no too quickly to things, you could close the door on something that could make a massive positive impact on your life. So number one, be a yes person. Number two, have the mindset of the type of person you want to become and carry yourself like the leader of the organizations you would like to lead. Let me say that again. Have the mindset of the type of person you want to become and carry yourself like the leader of the organization you would like to lead. This isn't something that M said directly. That's not a quote from her, but I liked her whole idea of helping people think like a CEO to go from zero to CEO, to go from someone who was making a difference but didn't really know how to think and act to monetize and grow a business. And this whole idea of becoming someone else, thinking differently and aspiring towards something more is something that I thought was really valuable in this interview. And finally, the third thing is that you cannot become a new person in one day. And I think this is really helpful as the first episode of 2020 comes to a close. You are not able to become the person that you want to be in 2020 in one day, in one month. What you need to be doing is growing bit by bit every day, changing habits, changing your mindset, and becoming a better person and a better leader. Now, as always, I hope you'll join me back here on Friday when we're going to hear from another leader and make sure that this first full week of 2020 is really focused in on helping us become better leaders for this month, this year, and this decade. Until then, keep living and leading well. (laughs) 
Hey, thanks for checking out this trailer for the Business Bitcoinization Show. My name is Josh Friedemann, and I'll be with you each episode interviewing business owners about how they're using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses. You might be wondering about the name, and I'll get to that in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about the show and who it's for. Unless you've lived under a rock for the last decade, you've heard of Bitcoin by now. And if you're like me, you heard about it a while ago, but didn't do anything about it until the last couple of years. Then one day, for whatever reason, it finally clicks. And after that, you enter the Bitcoin rabbit hole, as they say. And the deeper you get, the more you see the value of Bitcoin. But you know, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you don't know much about Bitcoin, but are interested in learning more. Either way, this show can help you. Each episode will introduce you to an executive or entrepreneur who's using Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth, to improve their life and their business. So, what's with the name? Well, it's a play on the term hyper-Bitcoinization, which is used to describe the eventual rapid adoption of Bitcoin as other currencies get weaker and weaker in relation to it. When you compare a seemingly never-ending supply of dollars to a hard cap of 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist, it feels like only a matter of time until hyper-Bitcoinization happens. The good news is we have the opportunity to be on the front lines of creating a new and frankly better system. Whether you're already sold on Bitcoin and it feels like I'm preaching to the choir, or you're curious to learn more, business Bitcoinization will help you understand how you and your business can be prepared to take advantage of the massive productivity and wealth that Bitcoin will enable. If business Bitcoinization sounds like a show for you, go ahead and subscribe. Obviously, you can subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using right now, or go to www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. Once again, that's www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. I'm looking forward to sharing more soon, and until then, keep living and leading well.